What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Hacker Hub. Beautiful day today. Big, big news, actually, more than anything right now. Um, honestly, so I mean, out of all things I can really think of, the biggest thing that just happened is the FBI's InfraGuard was just attacked. Um, there was actually a database full of stuff that was just kind of given out online. It wasn't really given out, but it's for sale. Someone took all the data. Um, doesn't look like they got a whole lot, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. Really, that's kind of the biggest thing that's happening right now. So we'll just talk about that for a little bit. And yeah, so that and more coming up on Hacker Hub. Wow. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. This is William Parks, your host of Hacker Hub. Always generating some fun content here for you all. And last episode, we talked about answering one of the questions of one of our awesome viewers. But this time, we have something a little bit different. A little bit different than we usually have, but that's okay because we love mixing things up a little bit. The FBI's InfraGuard was just attacked, and today, the information that was taken from the database was posted online for sale. Now, it's important to know that the information that's for sale online is for sale for $50,000, and the attacker wanted to make it known that that price was indeed negotiable. So, <laughs> oh man, everybody, this is a whole mess right here. You know, the important thing is that social security numbers weren't taken, truthfully, because, I mean, that's that's one of the biggest meat, you know, the biggest piece of meat right there is, is social security numbers because they're so unique and identical to every, or not identical, but unique to each person. Um, not one person has the same social. And so social also ties to a lot of other important things, especially your identity as a, as a person here um, in the U.S. at least. So thank goodness it doesn't seem like they had those. Um, looks like they just hopped on the site and just scraped the website database for all the users that use the website. So they got emails, passwords, names, addresses, I'm sure, and a few other things. But, you know, it's it hit the news today, and I was like, you know, I can't just sit around and not talk about this. I have to make something about it because we all need to be aware of it. Um, not too sure how many of you all are involved in InfraGuard, but definitely something to keep your eye on, especially with your passwords. Um, I know that that also in the cybersecurity space, if you are a part of InfraGuard and you do have reshared passwords, reused passwords, you need to change those ASAP, like immediately. Um, just because this, this was taken and, and because these are high-profile individuals, uh, people that would be targets for other so-called nation-state actors, um, they will be trying those passwords, I'm, I'm almost certain, on other, on other things over the course of the next year or so. Um, it is also important, too, to note that the person who took all the information, they're only selling it to one person. It says it's 50K, only sell only one sale, so whoever buys it, will then be the holder of the data, which is, uh, that's a pretty good thing. That's a good thing at least, but um, definitely makes it a little bit tougher to, uh, to really identify who it is. You know what I mean? So anyway, let's dive into it a little bit more and we'll talk about what this kind of person is, who this person is, where they kind of came from and what their background is and why we know a bit about them. So if you're not familiar with what the InfraGuard program is, uh, the FBI's InfraGuard program is supposed to be a vetted who's who of key people in private sector roles involving both cyber and physical security at companies that manage most of the nation's critical infrastructures, including drinking water, power utilities, communications, and financial services, other kinds of financial services firms, um, transportation, manufacturing companies, healthcare providers, nuclear energy firms, blah, 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 more and more and more as you, know, you get further into it. 
Um, InfraGuard connects critical infrastructure owners, operators, and stakeholders with the FBI to provide education, networking, and information sharing on security threats and risks. And that's that's essentially stated by the FBI's InfraGuard fact sheet. Um, it's on their website. So in response to in response to information shared by Krebs on security, because this is where one of the articles was broken to, but they also sent out emails to all their users. The FBI said it was aware of a potential false account associated with the InfraGuard portal and that it is actively looking into the matter. This is an ongoing situation and we are not able to provide any additional information at this time, the FBI said in a written statement. And Krebs on Security contacted the seller of the InfraGuard database, a breached form member who uses the handle USDOD, that kind of stands for United States Department of Defense, and whose avatar is the seal of the U.S. Department of Defense. So USDOD said they gained access to the FBI's InfraGuard system by applying for a new account using the name, social security number, date of birth, and other personal details of a chief executive officer at a company that was highly likely to be granted InfraGuard membership. The CEO in question, currently the head of a major U.S. financial corporation, that has had a direct impact on the credit worthiness of most Americans, told Krebs on Security they were never contacted by the FBI seeking to vet an InfraGuard application. And USDOD told Krebs on Security their phony application was submitted in November in the CEO's name and that the application included a contact email address that they controlled, but also the CEO's real mobile phone number. So when you register, they said that you know all this stuff has to be proved and can take at least three months um, and they weren't really expecting to be approved, but they were, and this is the threat actor that wasn't really expecting to be approved. Um, but USDD said that in early December, their email address in the name of the CEO received a reply saying the application had been approved. While FBI's InfraGuard system requires multi-factor authentication by default, users can choose between receiving a one-time code via SMS or email. If it was only the phone, I will be in a bad situation, is what the person said. Um, but because... They used the person's phone that I'm impersonating. Um, they didn't choose the phone route, right? Because they, they don't have the CEO's phone. They used the email. They chose to use the email. So um, the USDD said the InfraGuard user data was made easily available via an application programming interface, API for short, that is built into several key components of the websites that help InfraGuard members connect and communicate with each other. So this is kind of crazy. It's just... Uh, the unfolding of this whole thing because yeah I mean it seems like it's a relatively um, vetted process here but InfraGuard is a social media intelligence hub for highly profiled persons um, they even have a forum to discuss things whenever stuff kind of hits the fan you know you need to talk about any kind of critical matters that are happening inside the US for infrastructure's sake so to prove they still had access to InfraGuard as a publication time Tuesday evening, USDD sent a direct note through InfraGuard's messaging system to an InfraGuard member whose personal details were initially published as a teaser on the database sales thread. That InfraGuard member, who is head of security at a major U.S. technology firm, confirmed the receipt, or I guess the they, they received the message of USDOD, um, and they asked to remain anonymous for this story. So USDD acknowledged that their $50,000 asking price for the InfraGuard database may be a tad high given that it is a fairly basic list of people who are already very security conscious. Although only about half of the user accounts contain an email address and most of the other database fields like social security number and date of birth are completely empty. So I don't think, I don't think someone will pay that price, but um, essentially the attacker says, I don't think someone will pay the price, but I have to uh, 
price it a bit higher to negotiate the price that I want. You know, I mean, that makes sense. You can do it with a lot of different things. So while the data exposed by the infiltration of InfraGuard may be minimal, the user data might not have been the true end game for the intruders. USDUD said they were hoping the imposter account would last long enough for them to finish sending direct messages as the CEO to other executives using the InfraGuard messaging portal. And USDUD shared the following redacted screenshot from what they claimed was one, uh, one such message, although they provided no additional context about it. Um, Important to know that USDUD said that their sales thread, that the guarantor for the transaction would be Promporpin, Pompompurin, Pompompurin, sorry, trying to pronounce this name. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Um, the administrator of the cybercrime form breached is the person that's going to guarantee the transaction. So by purchasing the database through the form or the form administrator's escrow service, would-be buyers can theoretically avoid getting ripped off and ensure the transaction will be um, successful uh, to the satisfaction of both parties before money exchange hands. And uh, Pom Pom Purin has been a thorn in the side of the FBI for years. Their breached form is widely considered to be the secondary incarnation of raid forms, which if you're not familiar with raid forms, that's a long-running, uh, well, it was a long-running a website where they people would just sell databases and databases and databases of things. Um, but funny enough, it's remarkably similar to the English language cybercrime form. Um, and that we're, we're talking about breached, breached form and raid forms. Breached is remarkably similar to the English language version of raid forms, um, which is shuttered by the U.S. Department of Justice in April. Uh, prior to its infiltration by the FBI, raid forms sold more than 10 billion consumer records that were stolen in some of the world's largest data breaches. So in November of 2021, Krebs on Security detailed how Pom Pom Purin abused a vulnerability in an FBI online portal designed to share information with state and local law enforcement authorities and how that access was used to blast out thousands of hoax emails, all sent with an FBI email and internet address. So crazy stuff guys today is december 14th this article was posted on the 13th of december um, and it's continuously being updated again this is an active investigation but thought i could just throw this out there for all you guys to feed on a little bit because you know it this is something big that kind of happened and if i feel like a fair amount of our users are security conscious people or at least they're kind of uh, if they're not concerned they're interested in cybersecurity. so um just a little tidbit for you guys to hear and uh, learn about so Thank you for listening to Hacker Hub as usual. Uh, just like last episode, if you enjoyed the episode and you you want more of it, you know, feel free to leave us uh, a rating or a view or hop onto the Substack app and give us a question or just let us know, hey, we like it or hey, we don't like it. <laughs> well, whatever works. And if you don't like it, give us a reason why and let's let's try and make something a little bit better. Um, that's the only thing that makes this uh, that's the only thing that makes this whole podcast work. So anyway. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys take care of yourselves. Uh, Don't let the weekend get to you too fast. And we will see you guys in the next episode.